receiving that all-important executive board approval from the IMF. But that comes with significant benefits. And that's what we are calling this, the impending IMF bonanza. Indeed, it's a bonanza. The question is, what's in it for you? That's what we are answering uh, tonight, because there is so much down the line that we can expect from that. And as we build up till tomorrow, when we've been told to expect the executive board approval, we need to start a series here on PM Express, where we hold your hands, and together, we walk through the entire process. As you know, we've done extensive work uh, since Ghana decided to begin conversations with the IMF last year in July, talking to experts, doing analysis, and helping you through this whole very complex process till now. So now that we're on the brink of getting an IMF deal with the first tranche also expected soon, we cannot neglect but return to some more analysis, but also focusing on what this will mean for you going forward. And we're beginning to find evidence that even before the executive board begins or signs off on the deal for us, possibly tomorrow or early Thursday morning, the benefits are beginning to be felt. So let's get into it. Let's start to look at this bonanza that we are expecting. First of all, let's track the steps that we have been through, the journey so far. We know it started with the letter of intent. That is when Ophoriata, the finance minister, said, we are going to go to the IMF. And that really started that that's, you know, wave of controversy last year because it came in the context of you know, this government insisting there was no way that we were going to go to the IMF. We've come a long way indeed in last year. That's when we started. And then we began the process. Then got a staff-level agreement. The finance ministry has insisted that as far as the staff level agreement is concerned, we got it in record time. But that was it. And again, if you remember, when the staff level agreement was about to be announced last year, December, the days preceding that announcement, we saw significant improvement in the performance of our local currency. And then we also saw the IMF staff report and approval, which came. We all read it. We saw the conditional you know, approval that was in there, and we knew then that a executive board approval would be dependent on Ghana meeting a few thresholds, a few milestones, and so far, we've checked all the boxes, including the domestic debt restructuring, one of the most painful um, that any, continent, any, any country on the continent has faced, really, when it comes to restructuring is debt, because domestic is one of those areas that you rarely touch, but we had no option than to touch it. And that's why we've been on the show talking about it. I am affected because I'm a bondholder. And so many, many people were affected also. The government committed to pay back and forth, no haircut, haircut. That's where we were. And then we went on to talk about the extent of that restructuring. That is the beginning of the processes with the financing assurances that we received last week, Friday. That really paved the way for what we're expecting now, the executive board approval. As you see the color there, that color is in red because that is what we are waiting for. Once that happens, it is not the end. We then expect the big one, the disbursement of the first tranche to come in. Government is expecting as much as $600 million to come in with the first tranche. And then there will be a review and then subsequent disbursement 
of more funds. But that review is critical because if we fail to meet the indicators and the conditions, we will struggle to get the further disbursement to come in. So that is the process so far. They are some still outstanding. Let's look at the assurances that came in. We got confirmation of this when the finance minister put, ministry put it on, the, uh, on Twitter, confirming that the Pari Club has agreed, given a letter of assurance, that they would agree to sit and restructure our external debt, the bilateral ones as well. China also at that particular table. That paved the way for what we expect will happen tomorrow. Now, another key thing that I want us to observe is the total amount of money that Ghana is expecting this year, $1.2 billion expected from the IMF deal this year alone. This is a lot of money. This is a lot of money. Who confirmed this to us? It was confirmed by the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Mohammed Amin Adam. Listen to him talk to us exclusively on this matter just yesterday. It's the tranche of disbursement uh, of 600 million uh, U.S. dollars will start immediately. And so we are expecting that within a week or two, uh, that will uh, uh, drop in, in, in our accounts. Mm. Uh, there will be the second tranche in, uh, uh, disbursement uh, after a successful review by November, December. And so this year alone, we are expecting some 1.2 billion uh, United States uh, uh, dollars. So there you have it, confirming that $1.2 billion expected this year. That's big money. What would that money go to do? A few things, and we'll talk about that now. These are the expectations according to Reuters going forward. Remember, all we're doing is trying to guide you to the process going forward. This is a timetable that you should expect. Approval, Wednesday. Tomorrow is the D-Day. And many of the business community, they've been struggling for years, more than a year now. Tomorrow, they'll begin to smile. I'll begin to show you towards the end why possibly they are already smiling and anticipating a bit more when this happens. So Wednesday, 17th May, is a big day for Ghana. And already we know that they, there's circulation of an invitation for some press conference that may announce this either tomorrow or Thursday. And then we also expect the approval by the end of the week of the $600 million. That is the first tranche. And this is the first bonanza that will hit our account. Trust me, this will put a big smile on the face of the finance minister who will come under intense pressure to be sacked. I bet he won't make that same mistake again and hold the kinky party for $600 million, which he did when he got some loans in. And then if this comes by the end of the week, you also expect the first installment of by Friday of the 600 million coming in of 300 million. So this is gonna be broken into pieces. So this Friday, we are gonna be expecting $300 million to come in, and this is all according to Reuters that dug into this already. The second installment will also come, these are the timelines by the way, by May 22nd. This is how the IMF works. If all goes according to plan, and the economists will tell you, Satiris parables, all things being equal, these will be the timelines that we can expect and look forward going into this month. So this month, if all things go according to plan, will be a good month for Ghana because of the deal that we're expecting. Now, furthermore, we're also expecting the second tranche to come in of 600 million. This will be between November and December, and that is key. And that is all that together is what we're expecting to be the, uh, a total of 1.2 billion that the, finance deputy, the Minister of State, the Finance Minister talks about. We're expecting further disbursement. 
after the semi-annual reviews are also done for the second tranche. And I, I insist, this completing the program, the draft agreement, before it goes to the board, which has also made it a precondition for the loan agreement. They passing the loan agreement. It's the, only the board that can do that. So if you like, you can take it to be step one. And now we begin down the line. Let's stay with this a bit more because the Zambia example is a very important example. Now, if you look at what we saw, the commencement of the discussions with the IMF, this is a journey. It's been a, a, just a short few, less than a year, right? When we started in July, then we got staff level agreement uh, in December. Then we got the domestic debt restructuring uh, in, in December all the way to February. And then we went into the bilateral credit assurances, which we got uh, this month. And as we've been talking about this, I wanted to isolate the Zambia example because there are lessons there to learn. The first lesson is an important lesson that should put a smile on the face of the business community. Two of them, their leaders are with me today. When Zambia, and I'll be very specific here, 1 a.m. Zambia time, they got the IMF board, executive board, announcing an approval, giving them the executive board approval, which we are expecting tomorrow. This was at 1 a.m. local Zambia time on the 31st of August, right? Listen to what happened subsequently. By 3 p.m. that same day, the Zambian Kwacha had gained 3.1% of its strength against the dollar. Now, this is the most fascinating part of this whole conversation. By September 1, the very next day, the Kwacha was the best performing currency in the whole world. You see the speed with which an executive board approval begins to impact one of the most fundamental indicators of your economy, the strength of your currency. The Zambia example is a very interesting example indeed. And that is what we're expecting to happen to our city tomorrow going into Friday. We expect this to happen. And I'll tell you why Ghana is even, is even in a stronger position than Zambia. So if Zambia got this within a few hours, within 24 hours, the quacha becoming the best performing currency in the world just because of an executive board approval before first disbursement of the first trunk disbursement. That should put a smile on many faces. Now, here is a further illustration of impact of an IMF uh, executive board approval. And this, I really love. This is the inflationary curve month on month for Zambia, right? Look at September, and let me circle that for you. Look at September in Zambia. They actually went to deflation. That second day, the 24 hours after the August 31st, when they became the best performing currency in the world. In September that month, Zambia went into deflation. That is a fascinating story. Our inflation is hovering in the 40s, right? This is another impact that we can expect because once the city begins to perform, it has a knock-on effect on prices, right? In the Zambia example, it's an important one. But most importantly, also note, see this thing, see this curve here. Zambia failed to sustain the gains. Why? Because the tranches delayed. The tranches didn't come in as they expected. So within a week or so, this, the quacha began to misbehave again. Right? Inflation began to play tricks on them. And then it began to climb again. As you see the graph telling us there. 
that is key. We need to make sure that we keep our fingers on that pulse and get the money in and do whatever we can to get that money in. And as you see, inflation in Zambia is beginning to drop again. Why is this happening this year? Our guess is that the conversations around getting the monies in for Zambia have begun again and picked up steam again. And so again, positive speculation is eating into it and is beginning to prove well for Zambia's economy again. This could be Ghana's story. One of the biggest problems we face is inflation. Zambia tells us we can have this resolved if we do uh, and get the deal through tomorrow, right? Now, look at the Zambia Kwacha. And I, I told you earlier, but I want to show you a graph. The graph does it for me. It really kills it. Look at the Kwacha on September 1. Look at how steeply the Kwacha performed against the dollar. It just went straight to one dollar equals 15 uh, quarter just from where it was at 16 right it dipped to a historic low that's why it performed well but then look at what happens right after that it began to climb back again that is what we need to keep an eye on so the picture will be good but can we sustain the gains that this imf deal will bring i'll ask my professor's friends who are joining me for a conversation tonight as we learn from the Zambia example. So what is the Ghana scenario as we anticipate an IMF executive board approval? This is what the CD is doing right now. Now, this curve, let me begin to populate it for you to see what I'm talking about. First, let's go to May 9th. On May 9th, the CD was one CD, one dollar is to 12.5 CDs. 12 CD, 50 pesos, right? And then we come to 10th of May. Well, it, it, it begins to climb back again, right? So we're not doing, we're not doing uh, we're not doing bad. We're doing poorly, actually, because it was climbing. And then you come to 11th of May. 11th of May, it began to decline. When is 11th of May? 11th of May was the Thursday. What happens on Friday? Friday, which is the 12th of May, was the day we got the financing assurance. Look at what happened to the city there. The city stabilized from the day before. And then most importantly, let's come to yesterday. Look at where the city is right now. It's performing even better. Why? Because we are anticipating that the executive board approval will come. Let's come to today. We are at 16th. We're talking about 11. One dollar equals 11 cities. And I know these changes quite frequently. So I'll ask my guests who are joining me. They deal with the dollar on a daily basis. And they're seeing this downward trend, city gaining strength when it comes to the dollar. So i tell you a story. This improvement that you see in the city's performance, gaining strength against the dollar. My argument is, from the Quacha example, is because of the anticipation that we are building into tomorrow for the executive board approval. Key question I need to ask again, can we sustain this? In the Zambia's case, as I illustrated, they failed to sustain it. Let's go to the knock-on effect of this. What is the knock-on effect? The first key thing that will happen is... Once executive board approval comes in, we are going to see, as I've been illustrating, the disbursement, which is a further affirmation that we're on a good track because once the money comes, you know, that's, that's all we're looking for. And then we begin to see balance of payment support, improvement in our international reserves. Remember, the primary reason we are going to the IMF, as according to the government, is to get balance of payment support. So that will be the first positive impact. The next positive impact that we will see, we begin to see the CD begin to strengthen, which I have illustrated already is beginning to happen. We're seeing that right now. Not only strengthening against the dollar, 
but against all other major trend, uh, trading currencies. And then this is my personal favorite because it affects the kinky and the shito and the bread that I love the most. This will have an impact on transport fares. What will happen is, once the CD appreciates, buying fuel will be cheaper because we are going to convert less CDs into dollars. Reduction in transport fares will also play out. Drop in import duties for Guta, they'll be happy at the ports. Drop in inflation, price of bread, and I love my kinky. That will also begin to go down. So on all fronts, this is indeed a bonanza. When I return from the break, we are going to be speaking to Guta. I wonder what the expectations are. Are they beginning to see the benefits of this already play out in the market space? Because they are already trading. They know what the dollar is and the CD strength is. We'll talk to industry as well. And then my two friends from academia will also join me. Professor Goffrey Bokwing and also Dr. Tue Champon for a conversation about this as we build into tomorrow the big day. Expecting an executive board approval from the IMF. Please stay with me. When you drive the most dependable mass market brand, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the number one most dependable mass market brand three years in a row by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among mass market brands in the J.D. Power 2021 to 2023 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Studies. 2023 study based on 2020 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2023 details. Windy Strawberry Frosty is back for the summer. Because if it's summertime, it's frosty time. Beach time? Frosty time. Tea time? Frosty time. Me time? Frosty time. Treat yourself to Windy Strawberry Frosty this summer and make time for frosty time. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Now open till midnight or later. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Hours may vary. We're recording this progressive commercial on a real boat to let people know that when you bundle your home, boat, and other vehicles... What was that, Flo? Progressive saves you money, Jamie. Why are we doing this on a boat? We were going for authenticity. We're going to the city? Authenticity. You mean Atlantic City? But we're not in the Atlantic. Are we? Bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Wash All of a sudden, my voice I hear different. And when you try a call, Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey Whiskey. Shale, honey, near dear frau. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now, so taste me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Uh, excuse me. Bama! Bama! Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Baman. Hey, what the hell is this? I'm going to go to the Black Rock Whiskey. Tabby, the feel is smooth. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. There are days when you think, whoa. 
today I earned it. So order a global. Days when plans run longer. What if we order a global? Or days when you can't control everything. Oh yes, because on global you can order anything you want. Global, you order, we deliver. For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Every day, people have money emergencies. Ma, I need my school fees emergency. Ma, my job money emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, Charlie, and enjoyment. At the top life, we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies in top life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Every young woman in Ghana is going to be empowered enough to be the light and the heart of our society. I am committed to ensuring that these NGOs are supporting government's efforts and not the opposite. We have developed a very effective cycle of admitting and rehabilitating young women in need. I want to be your sister. I don't just want to be the program. I want to be by your side. Get her ready. You're saved and you're brought here to make something of yourself. Only rule is that you stay as good girls. Our investigations here focus on organizations with a seemingly clean sheet. You will fail. You know why? Because I'm not lose. Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no co-equal. The smell alone. Oh my God. Oh, that shit. You took the light, eh? Now they say you when they use Google Lens and then they go put them for top. Oh, you are lying. Some respect on the goat. On the goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama. Every year, we they give to you back. back, 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 back. We are talking about PET. I want some Yadiyadi face. be the goat, huh? My guy, him be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumu Bittis always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status. 
after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself of PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine immediately and tested to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Thanks for staying with us. My guests joining me in the studio are two of the practical day on the ground on a daily basis experiencing the likely impact of the IMF bailout and the deal that we expect tomorrow. So I invited them to come in so we can have the real life testimonies and what their own expectations are going forward. Dr. Joseph Obing is with Guta. He is a president of the Ghana Union of Traders Association. Often Guta is blamed for their dollars misbehavior. And he's always maintained that you guys are not, don't know what you're talking about. It's not us. There are other factors accountable. And so he's running us in the studio. Doc, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Sir. Also with me is uh, uh, Mark Biruabwaji, who is the chief executive of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Thank you very yeah, much. I'm grateful. Uh, that. And my good friends, um, Professor Goffrey Bokwe, economist, uh, professor of finance at the University of Ghana Business School, joins us right now. Prof. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, grateful to have you. Um, and Dr. Tio Echampon, uh, also joining us, an economist, uh, political risk analyst, also joining us. Thank you. Great. Good evening. Thank you, Doc. Uh, Dr. Tio Echampon, thanks for, thanks for joining us. Um, before I come to you, I'll start in the studio. First, uh, Dr. Bing, so, I mean, I was, we, were, we were doing this analysis from here. You are on the ground. Since last week, Till now, have you seen any improvements? Because you deal with the dollar a lot. Have you seen any, any changes, improvements there? Yeah. Um, you see, it has not been very stable for the last couple of weeks and all that. It goes up a little, comes down, and then it was established somewhere 12.5. And now you see the um, sharp decline and all that due primarily to the positive speculation. 
So uh, economy <laughs> draws on speculation. This time round, most times it's negative speculation, yeah. and that um, uh, raises the uh, SN rate. But for this particular time, we are also enjoying the positive speculation around the and the IMF deal. Mm. Yeah. Is it making you so? Is it making products cheaper, or it's too early? Uh, now uh, it will be too early. Okay. But let me tell you, we do not um, plan for uh, price reduction. Price reduction is a sequence, a natural sequence. So when um, the, uh, the, the exchange rate have gone down as we are expecting and it stabilized for a longer period, then you see that it trickled down on the pricing. Mm. So it's not that uh, when it, it goes up and down and all that, it becomes so confusing. Okay. Uh -huh. So uh, but the market response when it should respond. Okay, and that is if the gains are sustained. Exactly. I mean, Mark, you agree? Yes, yes, I totally agree, agree, agree with you. Um, because um, it's all about sustainability, and businesses will always plan ahead. Exactly. So if it's this oscillating today, it's like this, and you can't be adjusting your price like that. But once we have a sustainable uh, improvement in the foreign exchange market and all the macroeconomic variables are also following same, then businesses will now begin to react. So for me, it's a good thing. This is one thing that we have all been waiting for. And of course, just the announcement that the approval is coming tomorrow, whether it's true or not, we have seen a significant impact on the, uh, the CD uh, dollar exchange rate. We now have to begin to look at the approval, and then when the money begins to come in, then we will see the other factors also improving and then businesses will react appropriately okay good Let, let's bring in the, the prof because they have been studying this uh professor Goffrey bopping so government says and we play the sound of the uh the minister of state saying that they expect this approval for the president himself said it we expect this approval uh tomorrow and the disbursement should come as we went through that timelines expected this week do you agree with that timeline is that realistic yeah, largely realistic. Uh, latest by the close of Thursday, um, we should have the approval. And I think that um, what has been outstanding has been the funding assurance from Ghana's uh, bilateral partners. If you remember, the prior actions that the IMF gave in terms of taking steps to comprehensive restructure your debt, utility adjustment, publication of COVID-19 audit report, audit report, and a number of them, largely we have made progress along those lines. From the spring meeting, we were told that the outstanding thing, uh, or what is, was left, was obtaining that assurance. And that is quite significant because of the funding gap that Ghana is exposed to, and the fact that we've lost access to markets and the international capital market, even again in the, from the domestic market. And therefore, once we secured that funding assurance in written form, there is no way Ghana was going to join a queue. Remember, it's an emergency case. And therefore, it's just a matter of, uh, of, of days or hours, and then the program will be approved. And the managing... Hello, Prof. We may have uh, lost Prof briefly because of connection. Uh, we'll re-establish contact with him when we get him. But let me bring in Dr. Choi Champon. Okay, he's back. Yes, Prof. Hello, Prof. Prof, we lost yes, you briefly. So yes, I was saying that 
Yes, I was saying that the outstanding thing had been the funding assurance. Mm. And once we obtain the funding assurance, remember that Ghana's case is an, is an emergency case. And therefore, there's no need to join the queue, and therefore, they'll fast track things for us. So, latest by the close of Thursday, I think that Ghana should have the program approved. Thursday. Okay, uh, Dr. Tue Champon, that is good news. I, you share in that timeline, you, you believe that. And then, after that, for me, the, the subsequent day, which is the, the next day, uh, Friday, the expectation is that the first tranche should also hit our account. Is that too realistic? Oh, no, no. It, it is actually within the right timelines. So if you recall, a few months and weeks ago, we were on your platform, and I said that um, towards uh, mid to end of May, or early June at the latest, is when we should expect to get the board uh, approval. So yeah. that has always been the, the timelines uh, that we should have been working with in the, in the first instance. Um, and um, what happens, um, like Apoch and, and others have described, really is that once the board approves, it's just a matter of days for the first tranche to hit your your accounts. But I think the, if not most important thing in this conversation within the short term, is left to do with the actual money coming in. So you're going to get 600 million. That helps your reserves and balance of payments. But the whole market expectation or sentiment that has shifted in anticipation of Ghana getting a program, and at least we know that for the next couple of years, the country would be going through a series of uh, reforms in, in that regard. So I think, yes, it is positive. The timelines are realistic. Um, I wouldn't characterize it necessarily as a bonanza uh, as such because you've got a lot of um, other commitments that we need to actually make to ensure that the subsequent tranches would actually come in. So you get a per 600, but anything beyond that is really dependent on you meeting the program benchmarks. And that is really where the difficult decisions, in my view, uh, lie, especially as we head into an election year as well next year. That's a very important point. And let me bring back to Dr. Obey. You are a businessman. One of the most important things you need as a businessman is certainty so you can plan. Do you have that now? And do you think that the IMF coming in will grant you that so you can plan long term so you don't lose money? Uh, We should understand that credibility for a nation is very important. Um, The confidence that we need as a nation has been lacking. And now we've, that's why government itself said that we need IMF to bring this confidence back, this credibility. Let me tell you, if um, you're a businessman and you are even opening an LC these days, that you need um, the intermediary bank, an European one. They are denying um, to um, confirm your then you understand what credibility mm. means. Mm. And this is what is happening to most businesses. And with um, us having achieved this IMF program, this credibility is going to come back. Then means that the other banks and all that are going to have hope. So it's not only the 600 million that fiscally is going to come into the system, but the other um, funds that will come through 
these um, other European banks and all that is going to also supplement all these things. And so it's very important that we take advantage of this new breath of air for our economy and then sustain the gains thereof. I mean, Mark, I tell you, I'm, a, I'm an individual, but I am an investor. Early in the year, I wanted to make an investment, but I said I will wait until after the IMF board approval and the first tranche. Obviously, because I was anticipating positive economic you know, sure. you know, implications for the, you know, for the general macroeconomic you know, indicators. And then whatever I want to invest in will be more stable to invest in. I wonder what as a business in the industry, are you also making the same plans? Do you, you and your members planning, have big plans with the IMF program in mind? Exactly. I mean, that, that is how a rational economic uh, individual will behave. And uh, let me tell you that uh, for, some, for the past six months, the investors that are coming in through the chamber, the question they keep asking is, are you sure you get the IMF money? Okay. Are you sure you get it? And when is it coming? So most of them are now sitting on the fence looking at what will happen. And then when, because they know that when the money comes, at least there will be some stability in the environment. And so they are sure that whenever they invest, the least, of course, is to be able to get their capital back yeah. and possibly get their interest or whatever on their, on their project. So people and investors are now sitting, waiting to see what will happen. Now that you move a step further, the confidence is coming back. I have said, just as uh, Dr. Bin said, it's not the three billion. I know that few institutions can even mop up that yeah. three billion locally. Locally, but the confidence that confidence. this will bring back into the economy is what are, what what we are looking for. Beyond this, other um, individuals who want to invest will now come in. The bilateral institutions will now also looking at what will happen. Because they know that we are going to be disciplined. And within the next three years that we are in the IMF, some of the physical indiscipline that we have indulged ourselves in, we will, we will not do that. So for me, it's very important. And individuals that I also would want to invest in Ghana are also waiting to see okay. what will happen. So at least the, the signal is there. And I think that going forward, we are likely to see a lot of these um, individual businesses come in. Today I had a call, um, just the approval from one of the um, countries, uh, Pakistan, who came here last week, and he was excited. Why? Because they know we are going to get the money. Okay. Last week they were here and they expressed concern about what is happening within an economy, and mm. every rational investor will be concerned. So they are right to, mm. uh, to feel that way. But I think that the positive signal is there for us. I mean, Dr. Bing, I wonder, good. I know you, you, you are fundamentally traders, yeah. right? Are you also making these same um, you know, projections Windy Strawberry Frosty is back for the summer. Because if it's summertime, it's frosty time. Beach time? Frosty time. Tea time? Frosty time. Me time? Frosty time. Treat yourself to Windy Strawberry Frosty this summer and make time for frosty time. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Now open till midnight or later. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's hours may vary. Holding on to do business post IMF. I, do, I, I wonder if that's also the same. Yeah, uh, you know the indicate. Are you, are you going to do more imports? Because the dollar is going to go down further. Import duties will go down too, etc., etc. We are going to do business, whether import <laughs> or otherwise, because um, we have to. Um, the distributive arm of the economy is also very important, yeah. and we serve as the distributive arm and complement the efforts of manufacturing. So we are going to do our business 
we patronize what is made in Ghana and the shortfall of production that we do not have, we also bring it. Okay. And uh, that is, and, and nothing, uh, there's nothing wrong about that. It goes to help the economy and, and, and large. And let me tell you, all the indicators that make businesses thrive were broken down. Okay. Inflation, interest rate, and the exchange rate. Now they are going to be revived or resurrected. Yeah. And that's what, uh, for me, make me excited. That um, even the it has started showing, even the wind <laughs> have started yeah. blowing yeah. around the yeah. Mark's testimony is powerful. And then that it's coming. So we are expecting yeah. that inflation itself is going to come down because there are foreign SM reserves. You know that yeah. the, the, it has depleted to about three weeks. So now if you're looking for the dollar, you're struggling to find it. Exactly. Right. Now this thing is going to cushion up the foreign SM uh, foreign reserve. Which is going to enhance on the foreign exchange or the uh, the, um, the strength of the city. So, if we're able to get um, the inflation down, it means that interest rate will definitely also go down because monetary policy rate is tied up to inflation. So, all the indicators are tight now, and then we are all seeking for success of mm. this. Uh, uh, Interesting, yeah, Professor Bopoy. Are we possibly at risk of exaggerating the positive impact of an IMF executive board approval and the release of the first tranche? Yeah, I, I think that in as much as uh, board approval represents good news, and we celebrate that, I think we need to also be a bit conscious, and, 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 and because um, when you open the program, it will be work. And I want to lean towards what uh, Dr. Tiwa Champon said, that the first release is a statement of intent. The subsequent instrument will be based on performance. Okay. So I would urge that let's wait and see what is in the program okay. itself. What are the structural benchmarks? What are the fiscal reforms? Don't forget that in as much as the book approvals is good news, there are targets that we have to meet every six months of the program review. Part of the target may include increasing our tax to GDP uh, uh, revenue, tax to GDP ratio, to let's say 18%. Okay, the strategy in increasing the tax revenue who impact negatively businesses if we don't adopt optimal tax handles. Mm. Then, so that is in, that is effect. Okay? And then also, in as much as I agree, and consistent with our Vice President, when he said that macroeconomic stability is like fresh air, macroeconomic stability is not an end in itself. It's only a means to an end. So what then is important is that how do we complement gains from the IMF short term usually by the necessary governance, productivity enhancing reforms that Ghana needs to do. So if you ask me, it's time to roll our sleeves and get to work. Uh. It is not time to pop champagne. Okay. It is time to work because, look, Evans, what is so extraordinary? We have been to the IMF 16 times 
This is our 17th IMF-supported program. And if that's, I am a little surprised today that even from government circles, they are all expecting the IMF program. When towards the end of 2021, we were making the call, the government needed to go to the IMF and save this economy from all the embarrassments. We were practically insulted. You, you understand that? And if government had made a call in the, latter, the third quarter or the last quarter of 2021, the domestic debt restructuring and all that Ghana has gone through would have been avoided. I won't go back to that now. But all that I want to say is that good news, and I, I lean towards the other input from your panelists, right? The benefit of the IMF program goes beyond the trade billion. If you look at the way the program is structured, the World Bank will take some aspect of the project, the program. Okay. So the World Bank is pledging $1 billion. The African Development Bank is coming on board. The European Union, our Balatra, Paris Club, and on Paris Club creditors, that funding assurance that we have received from the Paris and non Paris Club creditor members means that they will either give us debt relief or fresh funding in the next three years. Okay. The details will be worked out. That statement of intent is important. So, the terms of inflows into our economy go beyond just the 600 million that IMF will give us. Because the, IM, the World Bank money that will come will come in the form of dollars. Even if it's budgetary support, it will, it will, it will go to our, show up our reserves. The CB equivalent goes to Ministry of Finance. You understand that? Beyond that, there are also investors who have adopted the attitude of wait and see and all of that. All of this will begin to work, pick up. But the question is what Ghana needs to avoid is these ups and downs, right? We get the IMF program, we get the macroeconomic stability and all of that. And then after three years or so, things just begin to work. Right. Yes, yes, quite quickly. That is, that is, that is, I think that we have been there 16, this will be, this will be our 17th. Ghana should be learning useful lessons. And that should guide our celebration of this approval. That what measures do we need to put in place? That the next time we are going to the IMF, we will not go there in such a precarious situation. Yeah. Or it is going to take us a little bit longer going there now. Don't forget that any time we sign up for the IMF, for me, it's an indictment on our own ability to manage the affairs of this country. Yeah, and, right. Prof, and, Prof, and you, I am not against the IMF. Yeah, I'm not against. I, and, uh, but Prof, I, I, I don't think anybody disagrees with that view. And and indeed, there's something you said that I want to explore a bit more with Dr. Tue Champon, which is that after the money hits, that's when the real work begins, and that we need to see the details of the IMF program that we'll have to sign on to to commit to meet, and that part of that could be improving our tax to you know, uh, GDP ratio, which possibly could impose more taxes on business, etc. I mean, Dr. Tui Champo, that is a significant factor that we now need to explore because that now we are beginning to confront the reality. I was of the view that all the prior actions that we did would meant that we had already done the sacrifice for the money to come in. But from what I'm hearing, it appears that the real sacrifice actually begins after tomorrow. If indeed we get it tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. The real work begins when the money hits the the account. So it's like going to the bank to borrow. The bank would give you your some loan, but the bank has got to make sure that you spend the money and you're able to repay back. So all of the 
collateral and things that you would have provided, you know, to safeguard that. If you're not able to repay it, the bank will sell your house or um, your car, whatever property, to offset that loan. So it is not it's not kosher at all yet. We actually got a lot of work ahead of us in the coming months and and in the in the years. So while we celebrate the um, the the gains, you know, albeit short term, um, inflation would starting to come down. I'm beginning to see the exchange rates sort of improved. I changed some money just um, yesterday and today. Um, using my, uh, my my Ghana card, I took money from the ATM here, and to get 250 pounds, the same thing yesterday, today, I am saving almost about, you know, one CD in terms of the exchange rate uh, in, in um, pound terms. So you're seeing the positive impacts already being felt, but that is just a short-term impact. The real work begins when we sign the program. And like Prof and others were having seen, there are three key things that really is going to guide what the real work is going forward. The first thing is the actual mechanics of the external debt treatment under the G20 framework. So remember that so far what we have had are just financing assurances, but the actual debt that will either be forgiven or reprofiled or extended all those conversations are actually yet to be to be had, and um, meeting progress on yeah. those will determine the subsequent tranche um, releases. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the commitment to the program reform areas. So the austerity and the adjustment that will have to be made, and the necessary sort of trade-off. Prof talked about the tax reforms as one area. There's the whole issue about expenditure reforms the reform of the state-owned enterprises, reforming the energy sector, and then even the fallout of that in terms of, you know, citizens, right? So if you're changing tax policy, some people will feel it more than others. Some businesses may feel it more than others. And, and all of these things would need to be taken um, into account. Then the third um, area that, again, a lot of the hard work is going to be done on is really around the financial and then the monetary sector reforms that would have to un actually undertake going forward. So remember that we've just done the domestic debt exchange, but there was the whole talk about the financial uh, sector stability fund. Yeah. Right. We're yet to see that being set up. We're yet to see how that would actually allocate money to the banks that are facing, um, you know, some distress or the other. And then within the monetary sector reforms, the whole mechanics of how that zero financing agreement between Bank of Ghana and the Ministry of Finance would work. So, you know, when you sit back and really analyze it very carefully, it is a lot of hard work that is ahead of us. And again, I, like I mentioned, given that you're going into an election year next year, where typically you see governments, you know, overspending in an attempt to, you know, win elections, etc. Some really difficult choices lie ahead uh, for, for, for us as a country. But in the short term, yes, I do agree that it is positive. I mean, Mark, so from everything that the, the profs have said there, you can't possibly expect more taxes. And I was going to ask the question, but let me put that to you because possibly you're feeling it now. Remember that three taxes were passed in Parliament already as part of <laughs> meeting this. 
What your suggestion is that actually after tomorrow, when the document comes, I'll ask them the timeline for seeing the actual document and the things we have to meet. They will be asking us possibly to do far more in terms of taxes for a businessman. How, how do you react to that? For me, I think I'll be very much worried to see more taxes because the impact of the three taxes are now going to be felt. Okay. The likelihood that it will push prices up is also there. I get worried when they say that businesses are not paying taxes. Mm. I get so much worried because if a business is paying a tax, different 25 different taxes, levies, and charges, and you are saying that they are not paying taxes, I get worried. What we have failed to do when we are comparing our tax to GDP to other countries is to look at the number of people who are supposed to pay taxes and those who are paying. In Ghana, out of the 15 million, only 5 million are paying. And because they, they know where you are, even and they know where the other businesses are, it's easy for them to go to them and tax them. Just do the same comparison with other countries and look at those who are supposed to pay taxes and those who are paying. That's when you'll be comparing oranges to oranges. Yes. But you can't just compare apple to oranges and sit there and say Ghanaian businesses are not paying taxes. If you, if you calculate the corporate tax and then add on these growth and sustainability taxes, these excise taxes, these levies and charges, you are paying around 50%. How can somebody sit down and say businesses are not paying taxes? They have to look at how to, as we have said, expand the tax net mm. and also ensure that people are compliant and not always introducing new taxes. So if they are bringing taxes, they should look at the effect mm. of that taxes on businesses. You, got, you, you are likely to, you have gotten the IMF funding, but what will be the impact of these taxes on businesses, growth of the economy and sustainability? We are likely to kill business if we introduce more uh, new taxes. Let's look at how we can ensure compliance and also ensure that at least everyone who is supposed to pay tax is paying at least a minimum amount of it. And not to say that businesses are not paying taxes, so they are going to bring more taxes on, on, on businesses. That will not be fair. And in the end, it's going to be disastrous for... Uh, for, for all of us. So I, I'm, I'm so much worried. I'm just waiting to see mm. what the co other conditionalities are okay. when, when this uh, approval is given and then we have the document, all of us, to review. Windy Strawberry Frosty is back for the summer because if it's summertime, it's frosty time. Beach time? Frosty time. Tea time? Frosty time. Me time? <laughs> Treat yourself to Wendy's Strawberry Frosty this summer and make time for Frosty Time. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Now open till midnight or later. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Hours may vary. But I don't expect that they should introduce new taxes. Oh, that's what I mean. The reality from 2015 is it's true. Once you get the money, the document will come and then we'll see all the milestones. And almost always it includes taxes or improving revenue. Yeah. So we have to adopt a more pragmatic and efficient way of ensuring compliance rather than piling up taxes on it. It's counterproductive, and it does not even have the cause of enhancing on revenue collection. Can your members take on more taxes apart from the three that you've already been, been asked to pay? Can you take on more taxes? No, we can never pay more taxes. Uh, you see, these taxes that we allowed um, rather... Uh, reluctantly is because we are trapped because of this IMF program yeah. that if you do unnecessary agitation uh, to stop this program it might also hurt 
the generality of the Ghanaian. That's why you, see, you saw the businesses agitating and all that, and yet we did not do anything like demonstration or doing something that will affect um, um, the um, IMF program because we all know that it's a necessary tool for uh, rebuilding the economy. And that's why we found ourselves. It doesn't mean that we are able to absorb this taxes. We are not able to absorb it. And that we are still going to talk with government and true to the media uh, budget and all that, we know that good sense is going to prevail for them to know that um, these taxes are obnoxious and it's not going to help businesses. But they're not going to reverse those taxes. No, no, no. I, you see? Um, In fact, you should, expect, about, you should expect about, more. Rather it's than about enhancing on, um, on our revenue. Okay. If we're able to make a serious argument that we, when we do this and this and then communicate to IMF that we can even get more without necessarily increasing this tax. IMF is a recipe. They are not there to destroy businesses. They want to have good reference from Ghana that when they came to Ghana, businesses tribes, tribes. And that, you see, they, they said that uh, our GDP, uh, our tax to GDP as compared to the other surrounding nations are just negligible and all that. Forgetting that people do not, virtually do not comply to the taxes here because they are so huge and then they cannot. Other countries, their their tax component in their GDP is high because the tax is low and people comply. They should be scientific. When they are making this comparison, they should go and ask why we have about 10, well, uh, 20 taxes at the port here alone where Togo is having about 10, Cote d'Ivoire is having about really? 10, and all that, and yet their tax to GDP is higher than us. So it's not about you piling up the taxes on us. And that we all have to sit down to dissect the issues and we'll be able even to tell the government where to get uh, its worth. And it's all about compliance. Taxes, when they are affordable, you are bound to get even more uh-huh. than when they are assertively high. Let me and ask a question on fees. behalf of the um, customers of your various uh, you know, associations that you lead. First, you, Mark, can you guarantee as customers that if these gains are sustained, we'll see reduction in the prices from industry? Definitely. In fact, the right word is sustainability. Okay. In fact, when we're able to sustain it, it's just a natural phenomenon that the cost of production will also go up. I mean, if there's a stability in the foreign exchange market and the CD, one, um, uh, one dollar is to, let's say, six, seven. Of course, if I'm importing, the duty that I will pay at the port will go down. Definitely, the, the price will also uh, will be affected. Inflation will, 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 will come down. And also, I'm looking at how this will impact on the policy rate and, of course, the, the, the lending rates. I've heard stories that, yes, that um, there's a possibility of increasing the, the policy rate at this level. This for level, me, yeah. I, I think it will be, be counterproductive yeah. for anybody to think that the policy rate should go up. When we have seen inflation coming down, this inflation we are seeing is a cost push. So I wonder why they are using the continuously using monetary because policy. Because that then will push the cost of exactly. production. Exactly. So all these things put together, if there is stability in the macroeconomy, and then all this improvement in these variables, definitely. In fact, businesses are not happy pushing costs 
to uh, uh, consume in terms of higher price because the consumers are not able to buy. buy. High inflation means that your purchasing power has been reduced. You can, I can only make money when you buy. If you can't buy, the products are there. So we want to put the price at a level where people can patronize and also get our revenue. So we are constantly looking for such opportunities and we are waiting patiently mm -hmm. to ensure that there is sustainability of what we are enjoying. And of course, um, people will see a, a reduction in, 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 in price. You know, let me be quick to add that the reduction may not be the same across board. For instance, uh, there's a call that if uh, uh, transport prices are going down, going down by 10%, 10% tomorrow we should see a tin of Milo or something also going down. It may not be immediate. But of course, if you look at food inflation, just the reduction in the last transport fare, you realize that the recent inflation, the food is going down because there is a direct impact of that yeah. on, on food inflation. Look but imported inflation will require that the city stabilize. Just where that's where exactly that is where all this combination comes in. But businesses uh, are, are very concerned I, about. Doctor Bing, can I comment that yeah. prices will go down? It's not in the interest when prices go up. That's why we were fighting for inflation to come down. Uh -huh. Businesses thrive on turnover. And who brings the turnover? The business that we do, we do not do it in isolation. We do it with the consuming public. If they are troubled, if their purchasing power is curtailed to the barest minimum, it means that they are unable to buy uh -huh. the volumes that we need so that we can also turn over to be able to pay to service our debts and service our suppliers, credits, and all that. So it's not that simple for people to think that if prices are up, it goes to the benefit of the uh, trader. It's never true. Mm. It's on, on the contrary, it affects... So if these gains business. are sustained, you are committing that we'll see prices go down. Definitely not. Let me Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.